chapter 8. Probably one of my favorite scriptures. Romans chapter 8. My Bible has a title as the life in the spirit. Romans chapter 8, and uh, you'll stand with me this morning. I'd like to read a few scriptures here. Glory to God. There, um, there is therefore now no, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and that was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be, let the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. I'd like to, for a couple minutes, preach on a, a title now, I borrowed from someone else, but I added a little bit of my own. Breaking the chains of sin. Breaking the chains of sin. We need help. Amen. Breaking the chains of sin. We need help. God, will you help me this morning? Father God, I come before you. Lord, in the name of precious name of Jesus, I'm asking you, Lord, for help. I'm asking you, Lord, for guidance and direction and words. 
Lord, that the anointing would fall upon us this hour. Lord, that you would allow the Holy Ghost to do a work in our midst. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, and we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. I don't know about you, and but I, I remember as a kid, and maybe even since being a kid, you ever seemed like you, you was always getting in trouble, you're always having problems. Seemed like as much as you didn't really want to do, seemed like everything you did was wrong. And you was getting in trouble. Uh, um, and and uh, and have you ever ever said to yourself, you know what? I I I don't like getting in trouble. Don't like don't like getting getting you know always getting having problems. So I say, you know what? I'm going to try to be good. Have you ever tried to be good? I'd say sometime or another, all of us has tried to be good. And you know what? It's just impossible, isn't it? I know as a kid, you know, that the, your mom's always telling you, why can't you be good? Why can't you? Why can't you just listen? Why can't you just stay out of trouble? Why can't you just... You know, do what you're supposed to do. And, you know, try my best to do it, but it just seems like as good, you know, I, I, I want to be good. I really do want to be good. I don't want to do bad things, but you know what? My brother comes by and slaps me upside the head, so I'm trying to be good, but I just have to smack him back. <laughs> Mom makes a platter of cookies and lays them out on the counter and says, uh, you know, stay out of them. They're not for right now. They're for supper. I want to do good, but it's just impossible just to keep from swiping one of them cookies. I I'm trying to be good. I want to do good, but it's not my fault. Them cookies smell so good and look so good, and, and they're hot and they're fresh. Have you ever been there before? Have you ever had that problem? <laughs> I don't know. I'd say sometime or another we all have. Um, <clears throat> if you read uh, chapter 7 of Romans, you read um, a kind of different account uh, than what you read in chapter 8. It seems like the Apostle Paul has a problem in chapter 7. It seems like that um, he, uh, um, he doesn't, if I could just summarize a little bit, bit, it seems like that the Apostle Paul, he says, I do not practice what I want to do, but what I hate. That's what I do. For I know nothing good lives in me. And in my flesh, for the desire to do what is good is with me, but I just don't have the ability to do it. It seems like I know that I should do right, and I know that I need to do right, 
But what I know to do, right? I'm not doing it. I'm doing what I don't want to do. Oh, wretched man that I am. You know, if he wouldn't have gave us chapter 8, would have been a very dis, uh, depressing situation. Breaking the chains of sin. Colin Doe, I never heard of this name, but he was an author. But I have heard of what he's famous. He's, uh, he's the author, I believe, of the uh, Sherlock Holmes books. Now, we've all heard of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, uh, Colin uh, Holmes, or Doe, wanted to play a practical joke on some friends of his. He had 12 famous influential people that were his friends. So he decided to play a joke on them. These were famous. They were wealthy people. And uh, he decided to send each one a telegram, and the telegram was the same for each one. And this was the telegram that he sent, supposedly. Fly at once. All is discovered. To each of his 12 famous influential friends. The story says that in the next 24 hours, all 12 of them took a journey out of England. <laughs> Got away. Sin. <laughs> the destructive power of sin. Sin is terrible. It is. Sin is terrible. And you know what's terrible about sin? That every one of us is guilty of sin. That's the terrible thing about sin. The sin is so destructive. It destroys us. It's selfish because that's exactly what happens. We are selfish. We're born into sin. I didn't choose to be a sinner. If I had a right to choose to sin, no, I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't, the misery and the pain. But unfortunately, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us. And you know what? In our own selves, I don't care how much we try to do good, we're going to mess up. We are going to mess up. It's just, it's nothing, nothing. We don't even have to, we don't, got, we don't go to school to be, uh, 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 to get in trouble. We don't, we don't, have, we don't go to school to, 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 to learn. I never read one book on how to lie, but I can tell you something. I learned how to lie. I never have ever, ever sat in a classroom, ever been taught how to take something that don't belong to me. But I learned how to steal things. I tell you what, I came pretty good when I was a, a teenager swiping cigarettes from my dad. I learned 
Matter of fact, he thought he had the most uh, 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 theft-proof situation of keeping me and my brother out of his cigarettes. He made a box, a wooden box, and he put his cartons of cigarettes in that wooden box and put a lock on it and hid the key. There ain't no way that we could learn how to swipe his cigarettes anymore. It wasn't too long we learned how to bypass. I'm grinning, and it's it's maybe a little funny because he laughed about it, but there was no funny thing about it. We just learned how to take the screws out of the hinges. <laughs> I'm telling you something no one taught me how to sin. And that's the point I wanted to make on that story, not to show you a way and a method to teach you how to be a thief because I don't have to teach you how to sin. You know how to sin. And it's destructive. There's a story of a Fortune 500 company that uh, the board of directors was excited because they had an, uh, uh, an executive, a first time, a 38-year-old young man who was a, a executive vice president in their corporation, and they were going to make this young man, they were going to promote him as a president at that young age of their company. They were excited about it. They were confident that this young man would help them in achieving their goals as a corporation. They decided after interviewing him, it was lunchtime, so they decided to break for lunch. They didn't inform the young man at that time, but they went to lunch. The young man went to lunch by himself, unintentionally, unknowing to him, unintentionally. Some of the board members followed him or went to the same place that he went to eat. They were behind him in line as this young man was going through the line. He was choosing things that he wanted to eat. And he came to the bread and selected his bread. And he reached and and picked up two packs of butter that was three cents a piece and laid them on his tray. And non-intentionally, he laid a napkin over the top of those uh, butter and went to the cashier and paid for his meal, not uh, um, revealing that he didn't pay for those two things of butter. Where he left the boardroom with happy members, an hour later when he returned, there was anger in that board because instead of the promotion that that young man would have had. He didn't get the job and also lost his job, the position that he had, over 12 cents worth of butter. What a little destructive sin. One little sin, how destructive can it be? What can one little sin do in our lives? One little sin 
can lead to greater and bigger sins. One little sin can blot our name out of the Lamb's book of life. One little sin could cause us from keeping a goal to reach heaven, brothers and sisters. There was another story I read, and I don't know how to kind of fit this in, but it was kind of humorous in a way. And I thought that it might go along. There was an old farmer who had a mule. <laughs> and the mule fell in an old abandoned well. And uh, as the farmer realized that his mule had fallen down this hole, he realized that he couldn't, there was no way that he could get that mule out. So the, the old farmer thought, well, the only thing I can do humanely for this old mule is that I'll just have to bury him uh, alive to keep him, you know, from start, whatever. He thought that that was the best thing he could do for that mule. So he got a truckload of dirt and backed up and poured the old dirt down in the well, hopefully, you know, to put the mule out of its misery. But as the dirt hit the old mule and the mule began to snort and tramp, it actually began to tramp the dirt. And so the more dirt that the old farmer poured down the well, eventually the old mule worked himself up <laughs> to where he was able to escape. <laughs> you know, the old mule was able to walk out of that well just a little bit dirtier but a lot more wiser. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know something. God has broken the power of sin. Thank God for Romans chapter 8. Thank God that we didn't stop in Romans chapter 7. Let, 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 let we have hope this morning. It says that there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You know, I'm learning something the older that I get. I'm learning something, brothers and sisters, that I realize that when I begin to grow, and, and, and we're trained to be this way, thank God, that we are dependent. When we're little, we have to depend pretty well, totally on everything from our mom and dad, don't we? But as we begin to develop and we begin to grow, we begin to be independent. We want to do things ourselves. And our parents are pretty well wanting us to be a little independent. You know, where we don't have to be fed by them. We don't have to be cleaned by them. We don't have to you know, be dressed by them. We learn to do that stuff. But you know what? As I begin to get older, I really want to be independent. I realized as a teenager, I wanted to grow up. I wanted to do things on my own. I wanted to choose where I went and, and what I did and what I ate and what I wore. But you know what? I'm still under their, their, their uh, uh, care and stuff. And you know... And there comes a time when, 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 you know, when I thought I was ready to get out in that big world, you know, they, they knew that I wasn't ready. And so there's a, there's a struggle, isn't it? There? There's a struggle to be independent. 
And in our lives, we like to try, we get ourselves into problems. We want to work our own selves out of those problems. But you know what? Brother Frank, I've learned this. There's just some things in life I can't get out of on my own. And the one thing I can't get out of is sin. I can't break the chains of sin. I can't break the guilt of sin. I can't do it, Brother Smith. As much as I want to do good, as much as I want to do the right things, there's just something about me that on my own I'll never, ever, ever, ever be able to escape the desire and the will of wanting to sin because I'll naturally do it. But I want you to know something this morning. There is one that broke the chains of sin. There's one that broke the power of sin. There's one that is, that is able to do that which I cannot do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has broken the power of sin through the life of Jesus who came here in flesh just like me and you, who lived this life in flesh just like me and you, who had, was tried and tempted just like me and you, but he did it without sin. And because of the death that he gave his life for, that he was crucified, that he died upon a tree. Glory to God. In his flesh, in his flesh, he broke the power of sin. Sin had no dominion over him. Sin had no power over him. And it was so worthy of a death that it was accepted by the God of the universe, the Father, glory to God, the Creator. Hallelujah. He accepted His death. And because of the power of His life, and because He has life, He said, you now can help those that has not the power to break sin. We can't do it. We're weak. I want you to know something. There ain't a sinner on this planet, a sinner. There ain't a sinner that was ever lived on this planet. A sinner who ever lived on this planet can break the chains of sin. The only one that can had no sin. He was born without no sin. He died without no sin. And because of that, he has power. And as much as we think we can do it on our own, we cannot do it on our own. There is no way. There is no way. And he's not a starter kit. He's not where we can turn to and say, Lord, forgive me. And now since you've forgiven me, I'll do it my way. There is no way. You don't have a way. You don't, it's impossible for you to do it. And unless you realize that, glory to God, you will continue to sin. You need help. And not help just for one day, but help 
for the remainder of your days here on this earth. Every day that I live, I've got to realize the only way that I can overcome the power of sin in my life is through the help of Jesus. And I'm yelling, I'm sorry. But I'm holding the mic. <laughs> That's the trouble, isn't it? Mom said, don't ever use the mic, Mike. <laughs> People don't need for you to have a mic. You bust people's eardrums. But I want you to know something this morning. Glory to God. God has broken the power of sin. And because of that, because of God breaking the power of sin, because of God providing a way, we can refuse. Do you hear me? We can refuse the power of sin. Do you realize that you can refuse to sin this morning and you have the power to overcome that sin? Do you realize this morning, brothers and sisters, Mike Hughes cannot do nothing on his own. Mike Hughes cannot do nothing. Glory to God. I cannot be good. But you know what? I ask Jesus to help me. I ask Jesus to save me. I ask Jesus to fill me with the Holy Ghost. I ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins. I ask Jesus to walk beside me. I ask Jesus to live in me. I ask Jesus to protect me. I ask Jesus to walk with me. I ask Jesus to talk with me. And because of his help, I can overcome sin. Glory to God. I can choose not to sin. I can win victory. Brother Jeffries, I don't have to sin. I want you to know the closer I get to him, the more that I spend with him, the more that I walk with him, talk with him, live with him, the more I realize I don't have to sin. And Brother Smith, I can do good. You can do good. You can live a life without sin. That which you want to do, you can do it. The good you want to do, you can do it. The bad you don't want to do, you don't have to do it. Because God has the power. Hallelujah. And you can say no to your flesh. Glory to God. You can say get behind me. Satan, get behind me, flesh. You can't crucify the flesh. Not in the sense that kill it completely. You can crucify habits. You can crucify terrible habits. Like tobacco. I crucified it. I don't have a desire. I hate tobacco. I despise tobacco. I can't understand... When I was growing up, my dad had an old pickup truck, 76 blue Chevy. Me and my brother and my dad and my mom could ride in that. It was a full-seater. And we would ride in that pickup truck. And that was after my parents finally gave up. We were teenagers and we were smoking. And all three of us, my dad, my brother, and me, would light up a cigarette and smoke in that truck. And my mom was 
on, uh, my dad always drove, so my mom was beside him. She was in the middle, so to speak. And you know what? I never, ever realized, Brother Frank, what we was doing to her till after God delivered me from cigarettes. And I was in a room one day with about 20 uh, 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 smokers, and it was no bigger than the kids' zone back there, in a, in a meeting at work when they still allowed them to smoke in the break in 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 the in the in the plant and i thought wow if i ever got out of here i'd never allow myself to get back in a situation like that the back of smoke about killed me <laughs> i want you to know something god gave me the power to overcome those habits glory to god but there is my flesh and my flesh was sinning before I law ever took that first puff off of cigarettes. That flesh is there. It'll always be there. As long as you got a heartbeat, you're going to have your flesh. But you know something this morning? You can mortify that thing. You can make it weak where the power of God is stronger. But you need help. We all need help. And because of the help of Jesus, we can refuse to sin. And I believe, glory to God, I do believe that when the clock turns 12 at midnight and progresses down uh, through the hours to uh, uh, 2359, which is 11 uh, uh, o'clock, one minute before midnight of that day, you can go that whole day and you can go it sin free. But the only way you can do it is with the power and the help of Jesus. Glory to God. Breaking the chains of sin. Breaking the chains of sin. There's not a doctor. There's not a lawyer. There's not a therapist. There's not the smartest man in this world. Not even the wisest one. If he was able and he's not here, that would have been King Solomon. Even in his, all of his wisdom, even in all the wisdom of King Solomon, he still fell in the folly when he, he allowed his flesh to be tempted. And even him said, vanity is vanity. All is vanity. But I'm telling you something this morning. We can refuse to sin in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But we need help. That's the power of breaking sin in our lives. And glory to God. And I'm telling you something. When we refuse to sin, you know the old flesh has a lot of power over us. It does. Trust me. When you allow the flesh to dominate you, it will dictate to you. That's why we get ourselves into those habits. That's why our flesh says, I want that drink. And if you played with it and got hooked to it, you're going to drink the drink. You're going to smoke the smoke. You're going to commit the sin. You're going to do what the flesh tells you to do because it can have power over you. It'll dominate you. It'll rule you. That's the flesh. But when the power of the flesh is broken by the power of the Spirit, 
I'm telling you something. I don't have to live under the fear and the fret of the law of sin any longer. But I can live under the confidence and the power of the Holy Ghost through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I can live powerfully. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can keep jealousy under control with the power of the Holy Ghost. I can keep lying eradicated and out of my life under the power of the Holy Ghost. I can keep hatred and uncontrollable anger and self-control out of my life with the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you something. I didn't learn to be a sinner. But you know something? I learned things about being a Christian. And that's why, as Psalms says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he does meditate both day and night. Brother Smith, that's why I'm going to school, to learn to be what he wants me to be. That's why I come to church. That's why I come to Sunday school. That's why I read my Bible. That's why I pray. I'm getting educated in the ways of being a righteous person. And because of that, I don't have to think about Amen. When the hammer hits my finger, <laughs> I don't have to turn the sky blue with profanity. Huh? When somebody lights up a cigarette, I don't grab. You know what? When someone lighted up a cigarette when I was a teenager, because I didn't have the resources. And this is, I'm going to tell myself, because I want to tell you the disgusting Disgusting things that sin can make us do. When someone lit up a cigarette when I was a teenager, I'd stand around and wait. Hopefully that guy would drop that cigarette. Usually a, 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 a relative or a, my dad, he dropped that cigarette. And what was ever left, I'd wait till they turn her back and try to grab it. Yeah, that's disgusting, isn't it? But that's sin. I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Because I got power over it. Because I got help. You can get help this morning. There's no excuse. No excuse. You don't have to sin. You don't have to sin. Not a one of us in here has to sin. Not a one of us. You're saying, oh, I've been to the altar. I've been coming to church. I, I, I'm, I'm doing as much as I can, but I'm still, there's, there's, there's that one little thing in my life. I can't get victory over it. I just can't do it. It still nags me. It still tips me. And I yield when I'm weak. You can do it. 
You can do it. You can get help. Glory to God. Will you stand with me this morning? Will you bow your head and close your eyes? Lord, I think we all, I think that's why we're here this morning, Lord. I think, mighty God, there's not a one of us in here. Not a one of us in here that could not admit to the fact that, Lord, there's times, Lord, that, that I don't care how strong we become. There are still times, Lord, that the old flesh can slug us. And, and Lord God, we don't want to, but, Lord, we, we, we still, Lord, we need help. We need help. I'm not. I want to just ask you something this morning. Would you agree with me? And and I've been saved for many years, but you know what? I don't want to fool myself or fool you. There's times I got to raise my hand and say, God, I can't do it. I got to have help. Is there anyone in here still would admit to me that you need help this morning? Would you raise your hand to God and admit? You're not admitting to me. You're admitting to one of us in there that couldn't use some help sometime or another. Don't you ever forget that. Glory to God. Ooh, mighty God, I feel the spirit of the Lord. Will you come today, right now, will you come? Let's make us an altar and spend some time in prayer.